0: Welcome to Rooted. I'm Sam, a new age business strategist and coach for solopreneurs rooted in soul. In this podcast, you will be a part of conversations with incredible solopreneurs that know exactly where you are and are here to help guide you to where you want to be. Subscribe, rate, and review to ensure you never miss an episode. And keep the conversation going by following me on Instagram at rootedwithsam. I'll see you inside. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rooted. I am ready for today. It is a great day to listen to this podcast episode wherever you are. Today, I have on a fireball of a human being. I have on Chelsea Mern. She is the woman behind Lady Beta Coaching. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her website. You can find her all over the place at Lady Beta Coaching. And everything is in the show notes for you. This podcast episode... I call her a fireball because girl has so much energy. She is hype. She is ready. She has so much fire beneath her for her business, for helping other people, other women. She's a climbing coach to start, and she's grown into a business coach with Certification in Brain Rewiring, which we touch on and everyone should go and do. She has a program called Synergy that I'm actually very interested in joining myself after our conversation today. But she's dedicated to helping women optimize their athletic performance and their businesses. I love her combo here because she approaches climbing, but she also approaches business like that's something you just don't normally I mean I guess for me it's not anything I would think about because well climbing's not really as you'll hear in this episode I don't know a lot about it (laughs) but I learn and Chelsea has such a great way of truthfully coming off so relatable she understands where you are she understands where you want to go she sees you for you and what you hope to achieve, what you want to become. And she helps you get there. This episode is dope, to say the least. It has a ton of knowledge bombs. So much information is dropped. You're really going to love this and you need this. I needed this and I didn't even know it. So without further ado, here's my interview with Chelsea. So Chelsea, I'm really excited that you're here. And I honestly just want to jump right in and have you explain to me your business, Lady Beta.
1: I love it. Okay. I'm really excited to be here. And so for those of you who are not rock climbers, I'm really happy to be able to explain this because yeah, it's definitely like kind of very specific terminology to climbing. So Lady Beta actually came from, I was going back and forth with my first business coach, kind of trying to decide a business name. My first business name was From the Mountains Wellness, which is okay, but it's very long and it is not easy to pronounce. And for me, I really decided early on that I wanted to work primarily with women. And beta is this term in rock climbing where essentially you're giving somebody the details of how to get up the route. So whether it's a, you know, a boulder problem, which is a little bit smaller or an entire route that you're using a rope with, it's standing on the ground and saying, okay, you put your foot here, your hand here. This is how I did it type of thing. So it's essentially giving somebody a roadmap to whatever it is they're doing. So for me, I wanted to give women the roadmap to get stronger at climbing. And that's where the name lady beta, came from
0: but it's like perfect too for because you don't only do climbing coaching and it works so well with everything else I love it. Honestly, for everyone listening. So Chelsea and I are in a mastermind together and the whole time I was like, what the fuck is a beta? Like, I don't understand what this is. And I'm not just going to like ask because then I look dumb. <laughs> I was like, it'll come up. And finally, I was just like, please tell me what a beta is. Cause I just don't even, so I love that for your business. And then when it comes to climbing coaching, so how did you like get into all of this?
1: Yeah. So I actually, in high school, I took a gym class, you know, kind of like we're all Forced to at that point. And thankfully for me, I was pretty athletic growing up. I swam competitively. And we took this gym class. It was actually an outdoor education class. So we were trying to do outdoor activities. And they took us to this indoor rock climbing facility, which I always thought was kind of ironic. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, I love this. This is super fun, actually. And I'm not bad at it. For me, I could keep up with most of like my male classmates, which was really cool. I think it was because I had the swimming background, I have pretty broad shoulders, and I was like, okay. This is pretty neat and I actually ended up going to that same rock wall that I climbed at. It was at a university and went ended up going to college there. And climbing is this super addicting thing where you do it once and you're like I'm a lifer. Like all of a sudden I'm all in. I'm going to spend all my money on this, I'm going to spend all my time thinking about it. I'm going to plan all my trips around climbing and I just went all in and that was gosh 12 years ago at this point. So I've been climbing for almost 12 years and I still love it just as much as when I started. I probably love it a bit more. I mean, let's be really honest, I started my entire business so that like primarily I would have more freedom to go climbing. For me, that's always been like a really important value to me. So I was able to train myself after quite a few years of climbing. You kind of hit a plateau. If you don't do something kind of like specific, it's kind of like with business. If you never get help with your business, you can only go so far. You know, you can only stretch and expand kind of to where your limits are before you kind of bring in something outside. So I got really good at training myself, got pretty decently strong and was like, hmm, that was neat. You know, that really worked for me. Maybe this thing could work for other people. And at the time I was working actually at a grocery store as a manager. And I was like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm a rebel tendency. I have a hell of a hard time working for other people. So I just knew I was like, okay, if I were going to do one thing that could potentially let me and allow me to work for my What would it be? What skill sets do I have? And I was like, let's just go with climbing training. Let's just help other women get strong. I noticed there was a pretty big missing gap in the climbing industry where there's a lot of information, as is the general world, you know, out there about men you know, and what men should do. And women are kind of just like following along with this advice and we're like, okay, I'm really tired. And I'm also going to maybe get injured. And also this isn't working for me. So I was like, all right, well, let's just try to do it a different way. And I'm really thankful that I took that step because I was able to build a pretty great community around that too. You know, a space where women really feel heard, they feel seen, and they're able to express things that maybe they wouldn't to
0: their male climbing partners or their male coaches. Wow. Okay. So You were working at a grocery store. Did you continue to work at the grocery store as you were building Lady Beta? Or was it like, I'm out, I'm doing this now?
1: yeah so for me the goal was go full-time as fast as I could in my business just because yeah I didn't want to work at the grocery store anymore that was never like my dream as a little girl was to do (laughs) something like that (laughs) I had bounced around in a lot of different jobs when I was younger I worked in the climbing industry at different and various climbing gyms for quite a few years I went to college got two degrees and it was always one of those things where I was like what am I gonna do like what is my life purpose and I was never happy in any job I yeah I just moved around jobs a lot. I'd spend maybe like six months a place, three months in a place, a year. And I was like, no, like none of these are it. None of these are the thing. And I knew pretty quickly that I wanted to go full-time and I actually ended up matching my income from my full-time job with my business in one month, which was pretty cool. And I think kind of unheard of. So I was like, okay, let's see maybe what month two does. And I was actually able to double that. So I actually only spent about two and a half months in my grocery store job before going full time in my business and for sure my parents thought I was crazy because wow Chelsea finally has this stable job with benefits and she's going to do what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no I'm doing it. So it was November of 2019 and I remember Black Friday came around and for me that was my first full month being an entrepreneur and I actually ended up making 6k in my business and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome." You know, I I was able to kind of like put all of my time, energy and effort into my business and really see what I could do with it. And I was like, all right, you know, if I can make around five to six K a month, I think I'll be good. And I think I'll be really happy. And for me, that was it. And I was like, you know what? Like I will do whatever it takes to never work for somebody else ever again. I'm in shock. Because I didn't
0: realize it happened that fast.
1: <laughs> it was really fast. Yeah. I also scaled to six figures really quickly too, which, you know, I had zero, I didn't know about the business world at all before I got into it. So I didn't know what was normal, what wasn't normal. All I knew was that I had this like insane drive to like, keep going, keep moving forward again. It's like that thing in the back of my mind is always like, you're not working for somebody else. Like you got to figure this out. You got to make
0: it work. How did you find support in creating this?
1: That's really funny. So my first business coach that I kind of mentioned before, she actually ended up pitching me on Instagram and super thankful that she did that because without her, like I literally would not be here. I'm not sure that I would have taken that first step to hire somebody because it was a super scary investment at the time. It was definitely more money than I had in my bank account. I was like super nervous about all the payments. I was on like a very extended payment plan. I was like, okay, like paying her literally every scrap of my paycheck because at the time I was living paycheck to paycheck, didn't know how to manage money. Like total scarcity mindset and yeah I'm very thankful that she ended up doing that and now like in the beginning of my business I definitely pitched to a lot of people and I was like oh I see now and like it does work if you do it in a very genuine way where you're like okay let's start a conversation and you know tell me what you're struggling with and she just had the exact right offer for me at that point in my life and that was really all it took I ended up working with her for a year one on one and yeah without her
0: like I definitely wouldn't be where I am. Wow and what types of things were you learning? Because I'm trying to piece together in my head. I'm assuming were you like entrepreneurial growing up? Was that something that no? Okay. So what is that? Like (laughs) everyone I'm learning right alongside you here. (laughs) So you just were like, this is what I want to do. I need to find support in doing it. I'm making this work because I'm not working for anybody else. And that was the drive that's literally just kept you going until right now.
1: Yeah, it's the freedom thing, I think, above anything else, because in my body, like when I work for other people, I can feel it. It feels constricting. It feels like legitimately awful. Going to work for somebody else, spending eight hours there, having a 30 minute break where you're like, oh my God, can I just work through this and leave 30 minutes earlier? (laughs) Like, why do we have this here? So yeah, just really like, coming back to like why is it that I'm doing this in the first place my grandfather who just recently passed away he actually was an entrepreneur as well but not really anybody else in my family is at all so I'm like I don't really know where I got that drive from I think it's honestly just because I just don't want to work for other people type of thing like I just knew like okay if I can make this successful like for me I've always told like everyone around me I have a lot of energy like I really just need somewhere to channel this energy and typically if you're working a job, Job, You know, unless you have pretty complete, like free reign to do what you want, like you, you are pretty limited in that capacity. You know, it's like, oh, well, you don't need to put like all of your energy into this thing. And I was like, no, I need to do that. So for me, like working for myself allowed me to like, okay, yeah, we're going to pour all of this energy into it. And, you know, thankfully on the other side of that was like a positive outcome.
0: Mm -hmm. You had a post at one point, I believe it was a post. It could have been a podcast episode, but you were talking about how you were that type of person who, you know, three months here, six months there, couldn't hold a job that it just didn't feel right. And you felt like you were just being labeled as like crazy. Like, why isn't this working for me? Why, like what's wrong with me? And I love, i obviously don't have the post up in front of me right now, but I love how you gave people the permission to think of it differently than you're not crazy. Like, maybe jobs aren't for you. Like maybe entrepreneurism is for you and solopreneurship is for you. And when I was reading that post, I was just like, wow, this is so true. I feel like there's so many solopreneurs and entrepreneurs who tried it out. They tried the job thing and it just wasn't working. They can't hold a job and they think it's their fault. So knowing you now to you then, what's some type of advice outside of like try entrepreneurship would you have for that person?
1: Yeah, I think it is just kind of reframing it. And it's taking a look at like the society that we have right now and seeing like, who is this set up for? You know, it's essentially set up for like a very specific type of person, somebody that wakes up early, you know, can work for somebody else, probably is, you know, a people pleaser. And for me just realizing that no matter how hard I tried I just could not be that person. Like I couldn't conform. I couldn't be put in that box. It was honestly making me like such a crabby person. (laughs) I was like, I am much happier now working for myself because I just like am way more in alignment. So I think one thing that I would have told myself is, you know what, like, as we know it, like you get this one life. And the thing for me, the barrier was money. I just was like so afraid to make that first investment because what if it doesn't work? And what I would probably have told myself is, you know, what, then at least you've tried. You can go back, you can find another job. You're smart, you're educated, you know, whatever you can, you can get any job that you want, but the money that'll come back to you every single time. And I think for a lot of people, you know, they try to DIY it and I'm not sure I would recommend that. Um, I actually did have like a food blog before. Yeah. It's funny. I have like old pictures on my Instagram that I actually left them on there on purpose. Cause I'm like, I want to see how far I've come. And I made approximately, I remember getting a $50 gift card from like one of the companies that I was working with. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Okay, this is my big break. Mama, I made it. I know. I was like, what am I going to spend this gift card on? It's not even money. It's a gift card, you know? But that was when I was trying to DIY it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I get a coach and I get support and I have something that like sincerely demands me to show up and all of a sudden super successful. So for me, I definitely would have told myself like things happen for a reason. You know, these types of opportunities pop up and if they feel good for you, you know, like when we make decisions, especially ones that could potentially expand us, a lot, like it's normal for it to feel uncomfortable. It actually does need to feel that way. Otherwise we're not going to step up to the challenge. You know, if let's say for example, you hire a business coach and you know, potentially they're free. Are you going to show up to the calls? Maybe, maybe not, you know, but if you're like, wow, I just paid my entire paycheck to that. Yeah. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to take notes. And then I'm going to do every single thing that you told me, you know? So that's a very different energy.
0: Yeah. More skin in the game. For sure. What was it like for you then? Because I know my audience, there's a lot of people here who are wanting to leave their jobs and they want to do their side hustle full time. They want to be a coach. They want to take on more clients, but they are scared. You know, that money mindset really hits you because you're like, what if it doesn't work? Like, what am I going to do? How was that experience for you when you finally were like, I'm just going to fucking do it? I'm just going to do it with a coach?
1: Mm-hmm. So I think, and you know, everybody's situation is completely unique. For me, I have a very high tolerance to risk. So I really didn't have much in, the, in my savings account when I quit my job. So I'm not necessarily sure I would recommend that to everybody. But I just knew beyond a doubt that like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this job thing anymore. You know, I've got to go full time for myself. And I literally like, I have to take a chance on myself because nobody else is going to, you know, it's got to be me. I've got to initiate it. And really just looking at, okay, is it more uncomfortable to stay where you're at right now or is it more uncomfortable to show up and do the work in your business so for me showing up and doing the work in my business meant putting my face on stories going live a lot Literally pitching to people, holding workshops, like all of these things. Like I worked so much, I hustled my ass off in the beginning of my business because I knew that, like, yep, that's uncomfortable. Putting yourself out there is super uncomfortable, you know, allowing yourself to be seen by people that who may or may not be judging you. Like you just kind of got to get rid of those thoughts. But for me, you know, I got a lot of no's in the beginning as well, and slowly those no's started to turn to yeses, and then all of a sudden I have this network, and then these people that are referring other people, and all of a sudden I don't have to pitch as much, you know? So it's like, things really can snowball like that. But for me, it was really just like this decision that like, I'm all in, I literally don't have a backup plan. This is going to
0: work. I mean, exactly. Like you have to be all in. I totally understand that. So you also do brain rewiring. Can you share what the heck that is?
1: Yes. I love brain rewiring. It has absolutely changed my life. I went through a certification program last summer, so summer 2020, and it was... Always the missing piece for me was the mindset. So both in climbing and probably my life as well. That is just such a hard thing to work on, especially by yourself. You know, you can read all the self-help books and whatnot, but they only go so far. And for me, I knew I really needed to be in a like a highly supportive environment in order to feel successful with it. And it kind of tied together everything. So what brain rewiring does is it looks at our programming, it looks at our beliefs that we hold about ourselves, about what we can do, what we can achieve, what we can accomplish, you know, how worthy we are. And when you take a look at those and really examine those, then you can actually start to change them if they're not serving you. So if deep down, you don't really believe you're worthy, that's going to show up and reflect in your relationships, in your life, in your business, in every single aspect of your life until you start to change that messaging. Because every decision that you make, every thought that you have, every conversation that you have is going to be stemming from that belief. So with brain rewiring, what we actually do is we combine things like trauma healing, there's inner child healing, there's shadow work, there's thought shifting, there's meditation there's so many different components in brain rewiring that can help you to actually change these beliefs that you have about yourself and actually identify the pathways that aren't currently serving you so that then you can start to rewrite them into ones that do serve you and actually help to expand you even further. Because I mean, I heard this analogy somewhere and I really loved it. So babies know their worth when they're born. So if you were to leave a baby just out there sitting out by itself, it would eventually start to cry because it knows deep down that it deserves to be taken care of, you know? So between then and between now when we're adults, like where did we lose that self-worth? Brain rewiring really
0: helps you to get that back. I haven't heard that analogy, but I like that a lot. Yeah. Because it is true. I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, it's kind of a societal norm to be like set up as one person. And we forget kind of, we're all different inside and we all need different things. And we were taught different things or we heard something growing up that's affected us all the way up until this point. And being able to shift that or change that can completely change our outlook on anything that we're doing, whether or not you want to, you know, have your own business. It can just totally make your life and more positive way.
1: Absolutely. And I've found too, one of the biggest things for brain rewiring, both for myself and my clients is like, you're going to be a lot nicer to yourself at the end of it, which is like so worth it in and of itself. Like not being a dick to yourself feels awesome.
0: (laughs) It's so nice. That's going to be the quote for the episode. (laughs) (laughs) How do you work with your clients on brain rewiring? Is it something that's part of your like flow through your system or is it kind of an underlying thing that's just happening that they don't realize? that's happening?
1: A lot of it is, yeah. So when I work one-on-one with people and I also have a group program that's specifically brain rewiring. So for me, I do have a couple different components of my business. It's business coaching, climbing coaching, and then brain rewiring. And brain rewiring is something that you can, like literally anybody can do and will benefit from. It kind of has just like melded into the way that I teach and coach now is through brain rewiring. But if somebody really wants like all of those specific tools that I mentioned, that would be that program there. It's called Synergy, because I really want you to feel like you're living your life synergistically, like it feels good, you're flowing through life. And the one analogy that I give is like, before brain rewiring, like I felt like I was literally like a salmon swimming upstream, like everything was so hard all the time. And then after brain rewiring, I was like, Oh, it doesn't have to be hard. Like it can be hard if I want it to be. But at least now I know and realize that it can make different decisions. And you can actually see when you're making decisions out of fear. And you can actually step more into alignment through that. So yeah, I tell a lot of my clients, I'm like, Okay, this is a component of brain. Rewiring, you know, and we'll go through all the work there, but if they really want to be immersed in that energy,
0: then it's the group program. I feel like it's something everybody needs. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I'm like, this could actually heal the world. <laughs> Literally. It sounds like it. I know everyone listening is like, wow, we all need this right now. Yeah. You mentioned you've got different components to your business. So you started out climbing mm-hmm. coaching. How did it shift into also offering business coaching?
1: Yeah. So I think I realized pretty quickly, like after I hit six figures, I think it was a little more than six months into my business. As like, this is cool. I think maybe I'm kind of good at this. I think maybe I should help other people potentially because with climbing, the community itself is kind of prides itself on being a dirt bag. You know, somebody that's like pretty cheap, doesn't spend a lot of money. You know, maybe they go camping for a week and they're like, I ate tuna all week. You know, it's like this pride point almost. So when I was like, yeah, I'm going to go full-time as a climbing coach, people are like, have fun making no money. And I was like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm probably just going to like prove you wrong on that. So for me, it was kind of like almost this adamant thing of like, no, actually you can make a very decent amount of money as a climbing coach. And I made sure to hit six figures as as a climbing coach first before then I added on business coaching because I know a lot of business coaches they're like yeah okay I just like totally transitioned to this thing because like whatever I was doing before was super hard for me it was really important to hit that six figure mark as just a climbing coach with only climbing specific offers and it just became this very natural thing it was kind of like the only thing I wanted to talk about was business and I was having a really hard time even focusing on like <laughs> on climbing content I was like I don't really care about this right now I was like I think I just need to talk about business. And for me, that's the thing that's remained the most constant. Like once I got immersed in the energy of business, like and the entire like business coaching world, I was like, Oh yeah, like this is my jam business growth, talking about it. Like, honestly, I'm like, I could talk about this for the rest of my life. You know, there's so many different aspects of it and being able to help people grow their businesses. Quite a few of my clients have quit their full-time jobs to go work for themselves. Like there is literally nothing cooler than that. I was like, Oh my God, like this work changes people's lives. And that that's really cool.
0: So something I like about your podcast is that you share, I think the episode title was the anatomy of a 43K launch. So (laughs) I love when I hear fellow solopreneurs and entrepreneurs talking about the actual money they're making, because I think something you see pretty often in the personal development and business coaching world is people being like, 10k day, 100k month, and you're like, what the how? How? How are you doing this? And is it real? Because I think when you break stuff down, sure you hit, you know, fifty thousand dollars, but how much did you put into it to make that? And I love that you actually take the time to break these things down. So. For people who haven't listened to the podcast episode, definitely go listen. But in general, most people think it's impossible to hit a 10K month. Were you one of those people before? I know you said like you were, oh, if I make five or 6K, like that'd be awesome. I'd be happy. Right. Yeah. It was definitely
1: this thing. I don't know if I ever thought I couldn't do it because A, I didn't really think I could work for myself. B, I didn't think it could be successful. So I guess I was like, well, let's just stop thinking like that. <laughs> so like We're just proving everyone wrong left and right here. But when you get to like, this is why I like doing the breakdowns and the anatomy so much is because just being transparent, I think is super important, especially in the business world, because yeah, people are like, is this even real? Especially when it's a big number like that. People are like, what in the actual? For me, I actually, yeah, went into detail in that episode of like, here's what I invested, you know, in order to make this. And it was a pretty small amount. I actually hired somebody to do breath work for the program. I broke down what I made in cash versus sales. You know, those are two very different numbers as well. And I really just love being able to give people those numbers because like, I am a very normal person. Like if I was able to do this with my business, like literally anybody else can do this as well. For me, I think that that's the importance of it is saying like, yeah, okay, now it might look like, okay, I'm just like, a successful, you know, business owner or whatever, but like I literally started from the bottom with nothing. I built this entire business from scratch and it did happen pretty quickly, but that's because I just had this drive and I knew like okay, yep, this is the path right now. Like wherever this path takes me, I'm not sure, but like we're going to follow it and we're going to go down on it. So I think it's really important too to kind of keep in mind with owning a business, like sometimes the growth is not just exponential. Like you might have higher months, you might have lower months. Right now I'm actually having a lower month because I'm stepping back and And I actually just hired somebody on, which I'm really excited about and offloading some tasks to her, which is like scary in and of itself, because I've just been doing it solo for so long and stepping back and building out a lot of foundations in my business that because I scaled so rapidly, I just didn't have time. So for me, now I'm actually creating these containers and buckets to catch more leads instead of before it was just, you know, a lot of working one-on-one with people. So I'm really working on building out a lot more passive
0: offers, funnels, things like that to actually collect more leads something that I appreciate with you is you are super relatable. So when I learned like, oh yeah, I, I was working at a grocery store and I, like, this is what I moved into because jobs just didn't fit for me. I was like, wow, I get that. Like I can relate to that so deeply. But you also have this like, I mean, for lack of better words, I call it woo. Some people prefer a spiritual side that you also implement into your business. And I'd love to know how you personally do that for your business and for your business strategy.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. I, yeah, I also call it woo. Just recently, I've stopped apologizing for it
0: and have really like stepped into it
1: because I totally did not believe in woo at all. Like just a couple of years ago, I was like, no way. That's not, that's not a real thing. But for me, when it comes to business, so I, re- I actually just wrote a post about this yesterday. So that's, this is really great timing. This is why nothing is a coincidence, but I wrote a post about this yesterday, how when I really started my business, I was all about the strategy and the support side of things, which are super important, you know, having somebody to support you in your business, you know, whether that's hiring somebody, whether that's hiring a coach and then also the strategy. So like, how are you actually going to get things done? What are the logistics? And the third piece for me that was missing for so long is the energetics. So that's going to be the more woo side of things. So looking at like, how are you showing up as a person based off of your past Experiences. All of us are going to be unique individuals, and everything that we've gone through is going to completely shape what we attract into our lives. So, looking at the energetics and the woo, and at a certain point in your business, like you're probably going to be forced into surrender. For me, that was the point where I was like, All right, woo is a thing. Because let's say in a launch, you've done everything that you can, and you're like, I've just got to trust in the universe at this point. Like, I've got to trust that this is my path, that everything happens for a reason, that maybe I need to parse out what those lessons are. Maybe they're kind of painful, but I'm going to just trust that that's why it's happening. And once I actually started embracing the woo a lot more, I felt a lot more relaxed in my business. It was a lot less running things, you know, out of fear and scarcity, more out of love and abundance because I'm just trusting in the flow of things. You know, I'm led to certain people for a reason. I'm led to opportunities for a reason. I'm invited to things for a reason because I'm a projector and (laughs) we're all about that I'm like yes please invite me all I'm happy to do that thing it's not a coincidence you know it's something that was put in my path for a specific reason I was you know supposed to work with a client for a specific reason or whatever it is and really just trusting that because in my life before I had the woo side I feel like I tried everything else and again it felt like swimming upstream it was so hard and embracing the woo side of things I'm like oh this feels much easier this feels really good actually How have you dove deeper into the woo side of things? Ooh, yes. Okay. So brain rewiring. If you're wanting to connect with the universe, brain rewiring will absolutely help you do that. So not only, you know, getting downloads, you'll be able to connect with spirit guides. Like for me, in the process of brain rewiring, I felt super, super connected to the universe, to source, to spirit, whatever you want to call it. So that actually allowed me to get quiet because with brain rewiring, it's about an hour a day where you're sitting in silence. For a lot of people, I think that's quite difficult because we're busy bodies, which, you know, could be a trauma response. So when you actually go to work on those things, and you get quiet, you can hear the universe and what it wants for you. It's going to drop brilliant ideas into your head and you're like, thank you. Yes, more please. Those are great. So that for me really expanded my business. It gave me a lot of great ideas. And then also just embracing like whatever I'm drawn to. When I was younger, I loved fantasy, loved it like books, movies couldn't get enough. When I got older, I kind of started like shaming myself for that because I was like, that's weird. Like you should read a self-help book or like, maybe you should read like a, you know, a history book or you just something that's like more quote helpful or more useful. You know, it's kind of like that productivity mindset where you're like, if I'm not doing anything quote productive, am I really even valuable? You know? So I just kind of like was, had a lot of guilt and shame around enjoying fantasy. And for me now as an adult, I'm like, no way. I'm stepping right back into that because when I read fantasy books, just as an example, like I feel way more creative. I'm actually able to create better programs and offers for people because I'm in that creative state. So for me, just being able to embrace things that I really liked when I was younger. And I'm also just like doing this now, like anytime I see something like sparkly or like anything with planets or stars, I'm like, I really like that shit. Like I'm going to buy that. Like I want to be surrounded by that instead of like, I noticed this with like towels and stuff like I was buying like gray and I was like that's the adult thing to do buy gray towels you know like be responsible (laughs) I'm like sitting here in my closet right now I have all
0: gray towels
1: which is totally fine um but I was like I want the teal ones, you know, like I was like, I'm drawn to that for a reason. And like, honestly, they raise my vibration and like, they make me way happier just like looking at them. I'm also looking at this like hamper that my boyfriend bought in my closet right now. It has flamingos on it. (laughs) It's just like super dorky, but like, I love it. And for me, like that might not sound woo, but it gave me a lot of permission to actually just like be myself because I've always felt connected to that since I was very little. Like I actually believed in Hogwarts at one point going through brain rewiring actually felt like an invitation letter to Hogwarts. It was kind of like reopened this world back up for me, which was really cool. And just kind of like believing that, you know, whatever it is that we experience, that's going to be real to us. And that's
0: okay. There's so much (laughs) like every time you talk, I'm just like, oh my God, I 100% know exactly what you're talking about. So I haven't gone through any type of brain rewiring at all, but I've been very intrigued by it. And I think it's funny that you bring up the whole fantasy book thing because when I was, I don't know, probably like early high school, I was super into like the sci-fi fantasy book series by John Patterson. And I loved it so much, but it was also at that time period where I was like, but I don't want to bring it to school. Like I don't want to read it. Right. Right. At school, Cause then I'd be the weird kid. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's just interesting. And I, so funny, like literally have the latest book in the series and I'm like, it's just sitting on my bookcase. And as you're talking, I'm like, I should go read that after this. Like I should go read a chapter and catch up with everybody.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. For me, it was kind of like permission to step back into my authentic self. And when I post on Instagram and I'm like, anybody got any fantasy wrecks? I'm like, my people come, they're there for me. You know what I mean? And it's really cool too, because it's almost giving other people, like when you show up authentically, you give a lot of other people permission to do the same for themselves.
0: How have you found your people and built your community as you've kind of flowed into this new level of business and self?
1: Yeah. So a lot of it was like old school Instagram growth. You know, you like people's pictures, you comment, you follow, you start genuine conversations. And I will say that like a lot of people that I started conversations with in the first couple of months of my business, like we talk a lot. Like they've either worked with me, they're continuing to work with me. They bought something from me in the past. So it really, like, it was honestly terrifying at first. I was like, you want me to DM who? I've never talked to that person. I don't know who they are. And it's like, well, how else would you know who they are? Like just start a conversation type of thing. Like, isn't that how you become friends with people in the first place? Which side note is really funny. Like they never teach you how to like be friends with people in school at (laughs) all. well, I guess you just start random conversations with people on the internet.
0: That is how. (laughs) Apparently that's the new way.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of that. And pretty early on, I started a Facebook group as well, just for women as a, you know, a safe space where they could ask questions, get resources, things like that. And that worked out pretty well. I was pretty skeptical of it at first because I was like, I don't know if I like love Facebook. Like this seems like, kind of like moving on from it. Like Instagram is the new thing. So being able to start that was really cool. I have over 1,500 people in there, which I'm really happy about. And that continues to grow as well. And then honestly, just like doing a lot of market research all the time, like asking my audience, like, what are you struggling with the most right now? Like, how can I most help you? And for me too, like, kind of taking an intuitive pulse on things, like noticing themes and topics that people are potentially talking about and wondering about just today, I was actually in the Facebook group. And I saw that in somebody else's group, somebody had posted about how do I overcome my fear of falling and climbing? And I'm like, Oh, great. Like I'm actually coming out with something that in like just very soon. So I commented on it. And for me, it's not necessarily like pitching or anything. It's just letting you know, Hey, I also have two podcast episodes about this. So I think that's a really great way to kind of like build your business as well as like, how can you be of service to people and just get them into your network?
0: Yeah. I think that's something I try to when I'm stressed out or feel like I'm stuck or something, I try to come back and root down to like, okay, how am I in service and support? Mm -hmm. How can I help somebody here? Cause that's That's why you started the whole thing. You want to help, whether it's, you know, the version of you from five years ago or however that looks for your avatar. But I think that's, that's a great way to look at things as you've grown your business. I feel like I hear a lot of coaches and solopreneurs sharing all the time. Like, yeah, you know, the bigger you grow, the more problems you have come up, whether that's personal problems or spiritual problems or financial issues. Let's just assume that you've had stuff come up. How have you worked through it?
1: Yeah. So a lot of it for me, kind of going back to like embracing the woo is embracing my intuition as well. Whereas in the past, I think I totally wrote it off or I just didn't listen to it because I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So for me, it's like when I get an intuitive download and I got quite a few of these in May saying like hire more coaches. And I was like, why though? Like that's... Doesn't make any sense. I'm doing really well. I just had like my first 40k month in April. I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And a lot of shit hit the fan in May. And I was like, wow, I'm really thankful I have two extra coaches right now that I could actually like share and talk about things with. You know, I couldn't have anticipated those things happening, but really being able to listen to my intuition on things like that. And then I've also taken a break from having coaches as well to kind of just like do it by myself. It went okay. You know, I know the strategy side of things, but it was that missing energetics part. Like that was the part. Art. like being in a group of people that like are psyched and like they want to grow their businesses too is super powerful. And also having, you know, not only the coach, but the other people hold space for you too. like that for me definitely was missing. And just being able to remember that, like, yep, shit's going to hit the fan. Like that's a part of life, like being able to look at that and brain rewiring. I'm going to just like, <laughs> it literally is like improved my entire life in every aspect, but we have this thing in brain rewiring that's called thought shifting and people are probably familiar with this. Maybe you call it something different, but it's really looking at things and not necessarily saying like, why did this happen to me? But like, why did this happen for me? And maybe you don't do that in the moment because let's be real processing first and then after you can kind of go back and ask those questions but for me everything that's happened is like literally i'm like okay what lesson was i meant to learn from this you know maybe there aren't any lessons maybe it just happens sometimes things just do Who was i supposed to get connected with what am i supposed to do am i out of alignment so really just looking at things and kind of examining like am i still on the correct path do i need to make a different decision here and noticing too like what aspects of your life feel good and feel easy because I think a lot of the times we almost say that things feel hard because we're so used to things feeling difficult and we're like oh I did the difficult thing, so that must mean that I'm successful but Mm -hmm. in reality like they maybe don't have to feel hard at
0: all we're taught though Mm -hmm. like unless something is difficult unless you've had to like push through something and hurt through something that's the only way that it's worth it or it was, you know, a valuable lesson. And I think a lot of times it's brain rewiring to just remind yourself and come back to the fact that it's allowed to be easy. That is such a hard one with
1: scaling your business. I will say for me personally, that's probably been the most difficult part is like it gets easy. And then I almost like self-sabotage and I'm like, no, how can I make this harder on myself? Because that can't possibly, you know, continue. And it comes back to a self-worth thing, you know, like why would I not be worthy enough for that to continue for me?
0: Mm, That's a good point. I know I've like definitely looked at it that way before, but every time someone says it, it's a nice little reminder. I feel like everyone listening, you probably needed to hear that a few of you. so. Just let that soak in for a second. How do you celebrate yourself?
1: Ooh, I love that question. That's a good one. So for me, I usually go on a climbing trip and I'm actually going on two in the next two months, which is really exciting. And I'm going to be taking my first vacation where I am literally taking off work completely, which is super exciting, not answering calls. I don't even, well, I might bring my computer just to like work on stuff randomly, but I'm like not going to have any contact with clients or anything. And I'm like pumped for it. So definitely going to be doing a lot of climbing. And for me, I am definitely somebody that needs a lot of alone time. I am an introvert, hardcore. So just, you know, going on runs, being in the woods, like literally any alone time that I can get, I'm soaking it up.
0: I'm not a climber. Obviously I didn't know what a beta was when you go on a climbing trip. What is like, can you explain that? <laughs> it's like yeah. to me when people are like, I'm going camping and I'm like, why though? Is <laughs> <It's a bed. laughs> <laughs> That's usually my
1: response. I'm like, I'll go camping if there's rock climbing involved or like I'll go hiking if there's food involved, like that type of thing. Like, oh yeah. Like, why do you just go do that by yourself? So when I go on a climbing trip, it is kind of like a camping trip. Usually um, sometimes I rent Airbnbs, but most of the time they're pretty remote areas. So it's like, here's your tent enjoy. So taking a lot of time to just like reconnect with nature. And for me, it is kind of like, I'm a very routine person. Like I very much like routine and it's almost challenging myself to be like, Nope, no routine anymore. Like you get to go do whatever. So it's kind of fun to reset in that way, because I think it makes you take a look at like, what was I doing before? And are those things all necessary? Because I think sometimes we just get trapped in like, Oh, I've just done this, 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 and this for as long as I can remember. And now I don't even necessarily know why. So with a climbing trip, this time I'm going to, it's called 10 sleep in Wyoming. So pretty remote. So driving there, setting up camp and you just go rock climbing every day. And then at the end of the day, you play in the river and then you have a campfire and then you go to bed and pretty
0: much rinse, wash, repeat for a week. So when you talk about climbing, you're not like the videos I've seen you're not hooked into anything.
1: Yeah. So that's a, that's a different type of climbing. Um, this time we will be, okay. yeah, there's two different, or well, there's multiple different types of climbing, but for me, the two primary ones that I do, the first one is bouldering. So every fall that you take will be a ground fall. So you're, you're not hooked in with ropes or anything, but usually the walls are quite a bit shorter, usually 10 ish feet, 15, maybe. And you have these things that are called crash pads that are essentially like mattresses that you carry around with yourself so that your falls are protected. And then the other type of of climbing is rope climbing to where you kind of there's two different ways to do it. You either bring the rope up with you as you go, or you set it up at the top and it comes down and you're able
0: to climb up that way. I feel like everything you do affects mindset. Oh, 100%. Yep. So it has to, even though like you're celebrating and you're going and doing what you love, which is wonderful, you're still flexing that mindset muscle all the time, whether it's like, you know, putting a leg here or grabbing this rock or however. (laughs) Yeah. My terminology is totally off, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and then in your business, it's the same thing. And you're helping other people through the same pain points that, you know, might come up for you on a trip. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's all about, and something that I've really, one of my coaches actually asked me this this morning. She's like, if we took away the coach aspect, if we took away climbing, who are you? And I was like, Oh, that's a good one. You know, so just like really looking at like, what are you tying yourself worth to? You know, is it your performance in your climbing or your business or whatever it is? And really just like sitting with that for a second. And I was like, I don't have an answer. I will get back to you on that. Like, that's a hard one.
0: So a question that I ask everyone is who are you outside of what you do?
1: I mean, I'd like to think that I'm just an expander. That's what I'd like to think is that like, I just literally show people what's possible, you know, no matter if it's your climbing, your business, whatever it is, like you don't have
0: to settle for what you think you deserve. That's very good. I like that. Nobody's answered that way before. I love like asking that question because some people are like, I'm a mom or I'm a sister. I'm a coach. I'm a this. And it's, it's just interesting to see how like regimented people's answers are. So I love when people are just like, Oh, I love your answer so much. That's, and it's you. In my opinion, like me seeing what you share, being in the same spaces as you are, I would definitely agree with that statement for sure. I'd love to know, I guess more for everybody listening, if they're looking for a coach, how do you recommend finding someone for what stage they are in Mm -hmm. in their lives?
1: Yeah, this is a great question because it's very different energy when you're just starting out your business versus, okay, how do I get to consistent 5k months? How do I get to consistent 10k months? And then, you know, that and beyond. So making sure for me, like I love Instagram, like it's just, it's just my favorite. So I follow quite a few coaches on there and making sure that I consume enough of their content to know, like, do I resonate with this person? Is this person, I have a very strong personality. uh, Like, are they going to challenge me? you know, essentially like I like I will walk over people if left unchecked, you know, so I need somebody else that's equally as strong and to also call me on my bullshit when I need it. So I think just seeing like if somebody is a match for you, you know, whether they have a podcast or they go live, like reading back on some of their content, like you're going to know pretty quickly if that person really resonates with you. And then also making sure too that when you're doing something like investing, like it should feel a little bit scary. Like if it's not scary, we talked about this, like you're probably not going to show up, you're probably not going to get the results and the transformations that you're looking for for. So finding that fine line between like, okay, this feels really expansive and like kind of terrifying for me, but like, also I'm super excited. Like let's step up to the challenge and actually see what I can do. So I think it's kind of a healthy mix of all of those things. And then also to looking back at like their client testimonials, you know, you can always go ask somebody about their experience, you know, working with that person and seeing what they really thought. I think that that's really valuable.
0: You've dropped so many good tidbits of information and like knowledge bombs all over the place in this. So I really, Really appreciate you taking the time to share your story and kind of what you do and how you're helping and supporting others. I'd love to know, you know, how people can find you, how they can work with you and then anything that you want to kind of leave a little nugget with. Yay. Okay. The little nugget part. I love that is literally,
1: I kind of, mentioned it before, but like you don't have to settle for anything that you don't like in your life. Like you have complete control over everything that happens. And if you feel like you're settling for anything, whether that's your relationships, your job, whatever it is in your life, like you get to fix and change that. And that's a really cool opportunity. And then in terms of finding me again, super love Instagram. So I'm at ladybeta.coaching on there. I also have a podcast, the Lady Beta podcast. And then I have a website, ladybetacoaching.com, all
0: kind of the same name in there to keep it easy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea. This is wonderful. I have to have you back on and we'll talk more about brain rewiring because I need to go do your program and then we'll have a share. (laughs) Oh my God. It's seriously like it changed my entire life.